Hello once again, and welcome to another edition of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I'm your host, Ron Wright. Thank you so much for joining me today in this podcast. I'd like to talk to you today about ready for the truth. Ready for the truth. Now, when I talk about truth today in in this uh, podcast, I'm not just talking about intellectual truth. I'm talking about truth being the reality of our being, the the nature of reality. Um, In the New Testament, the Greek word for truth, it, it means reality. It's not just a heady intellectual conceptual truth, although that's part of understanding truth, but it's referring more to the reality of things, how we actually are. So I want to talk to you today about that. I've noticed in in my travels in spiritual circles, a lot of time people don't have a good relationship with truth. So I'm going to dig down a little bit into that today. What I mean by that is I find a lot of times when people say they they want truth, it it can be for the wrong intentions. Sometimes people are just curious. They want to know the truth because they're curious about who God is, about spiritual matters, maybe end-time prophecy, maybe any number of things. But it's more like an intellectual curiosity about things than necessarily loving the truth. Um, I've also found a lot of times there is kind of a root of pride in that desire to know things. It's like we want to know things so that we can say, hey, yeah, I I know the truth. You know, my truth is better than your truth. I, I know more truth than you do. And sometimes there can be a real spiritual pride uh, in knowing truth. Um, you see that in the Apostle Paul's life in the New Testament prior to his conversion. He was uh, highly schooled, uh, an intellectual of the intellectuals, and yet his very knowledge of things um, caused him to persecute the church and and do many other things. And I've often found that can be the case when truth is just an intellectual commodity. It can come off as very, very prideful. The, The relationship that we need to have with the truth is that we need to love the truth. And uh, one of my favorite sentences on the spiritual life is, is this, that we have to know the truth, we have to love the truth we know, and we have to live by the measure of that love. That, that would be kind of a three-step process to a genuine spiritual life. One, know the truth. Two, love the truth you know. And three, live by the measure of your love. What we are looking for in our spiritual journey is to have a proper relationship with truth. And again, when I talk about truth, I'm talking about the nature of reality, which is God. (laughs) You can't define reality without God because he is reality and everything that is real is a manifestation of his reality. So we are talking about the truth of God, but God God's reality as it is, how he's created things to be. We need to have a a loving relationship with truth. And and so that's why I entitled this this podcast today, Ready for the Truth. And, And I guess I would ask you, my listeners, as I ask myself very often, am I ready for the truth? 
you know it's uh, like Tom Cruise's uh, picture where he says I want the truth and the response was you can't handle the truth <laughs> can you can we handle the truth can we handle the truth are we ready for that are, are we ready to surrender to truth and to, to change with truth because if we're not we don't have a very intellectually honest relationship with truth we certainly don't have a heart relationship with truth, which is absolutely essential in the spiritual life. Um, I want to read for you in uh, Psalm 51, something that David wrote, King David. And I, I love this uh, particular um, verse. It's in Psalm 51. And he says in verse 6, speaking to God, Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. So God delights in truth in our inward being. In other words, God is wanting truth to be completely saturated through our being. Our spirit, our soul, our entire inward being is in a proper relationship with reality. That's essentially what God is looking for. He wants to teach us the wisdom of that kind of understanding of reality. There's another verse in Psalm uh, 43 and verse 3. And the psalmist said this, Lord, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me and bring me to your holy hill. Now that's, it's, it's important that sentence, send out your light and your truth. We need divine light to shine upon the reality of things. When God shines his light on the truth or the reality of our inward being, we see the reality of things. We see who and what we really are. So God shines his light on truth. And in the shining of that light upon truth, we see it as it really is. If I'm standing in a dark room and there's no light turned on, I can't see any, anything. can't see the furnishings. I don't know what's in the room. As soon as I turn on the light, the light shines on the solid objects in the room, the reality of that room, and I can see the objects because light is shining on it. Our inward life works the same way. We're just completely in the dark about the nature of our being and our reality until God shines his light on the truth and then we're escorted, then we're guided into experiencing that truth or, or that reality. So let's talk a little bit, let's dig down a little bit today on this question, if we're ready for the truth. Love is, is a reality, God's love is a reality. It's a truth. And that reality, it heals us and it frees us. And this is what God wants us to experience about him. Not just an intellectual truth. He wants us to know the essence of his being, which fundamentally is, is love. It's truth, it's light, it's righteousness, it's all these things that we can equate. But today I'm going to narrow in on, on this idea of love being the reality in which our inner being is immersed in and when we touch the reality of our inward being which exists in God's love then 
we heal and we find freedom. This is a, a very uh, dynamic aspect in, in spiritual living. In, in order to be truly free, we, we have to let this love of God touch the ontological reality of who we are, that he loves us in his son. And that's the true content of our being. And when we see that and we surrender to that, there is an inherent witness inside of us that, hey, I've, I've touched the reality of my being. And, and this is what we want in our spiritual experience, not just to intellectually know the truth, but to inwardly touch its reality. I would, I would much rather have touched the inward reality of God in my life than have read 200,000 good books on spiritual reality, even if I could under, remember and retain all of them. Better to touch the reality in our own experience than just to intellectually understand things. People often ask, you know, what, what, what do I have to do to awaken to this divine love in me, Ron? What do I have to do to awaken to, to that? Well, the, the truth is it's really not about your action but it's about love's own energy and essence just being allowed to be there and for us to pay attention to it. There is a motion to the divine love in us that has its own energy or working. Jesus said about the Father, the Father works until this hour and so do I, meaning that there is this constant energy and movement of the divine life within us bringing us into the reality of who we are that the, the divine life just moves into itself and rather than us trying to learn to do something to awaken to that if we just focus our awareness and our attention in by love on the divine life within us who is a person by the way who is Christ this can be experienced as the motion of a real being a real energy of life when we touch that, we're touching our inward reality. And once you touch that, you can never unlearn. You can't unsee that. And that's what we're after in, in our spiritual journey. The best thing that we can do isn't so much, you know, to, to awaken it's to this love. It's, it's not so much what we do, but it's just kind of a surrendering to it. It's, it's kind of nurturing a sincere intent just to be aware of love's own awareness of itself. Did you know God is aware of himself in you? <laughs> and that awareness of himself is the wholeness of your spirituality. We often think, you know, spirituality is about me being aware of God, but in, in reality, it's, it's more God's aware of himself in you. And you tune into that. You wake up to God seeing himself in you. And, and that is the reality, the truth, which we are seeking in our spiritual journey. Our, our best efforts, spiritually speaking, are in merely removing, kind of, removing the mental and emotional scripts and the coverings that hide our own ontological reality, which is, of course, Christ, we don't attain to anything necessarily spiritually. We, we awaken to it. We, we attain things in the spiritual life by awakening to them. Not so much actions on our part to 
lay hold of spiritual matters. It's, a, it's more like when we awaken, we Im- immediately attain. In, in reality, you know, we, a quotation around that, in reality, we, we don't wake up. <laughs> the me that we think we are is, is really our ego identity, and there's no truth in our ego identity. So it can't wake up because only the truth can be awake. <laughs> so most of our scripting in life, our ego scripting of our identity, our personal identity, is a faulty identity that has no basis in truth. So that can never wake up. We, we wake up out of that, so to speak, right? And, and that's what happens in a genuine spiritual encounter. It's not that the ego wakes up. It's that we wake up out of the ego and realize, hey, there never was a separate me, which is the whole identity of the ego. There was no separate me. There's God in me and me in God. That's the truth of my ontological makeup. And we awaken to this fact that, hey, I've never been a separate identity. I've just been deluded into thinking that by my ego's scripting in life. What we, what we truly are is an, an infinite continuum of being. And our spirit wakes up out of the ego, much like when you kind of wake up out of a dream in, in the morning. You know, you, when you wake up, when you're in the dream, you thought, well, that was really real. But you wake up and you realize, man, that was, that was, that was just a dream. There's no reality to it. That's kind of what happens when we wake up spiritually. We wake out of this dream of the ego being a separate identity. And we go, oh, wow, man, I spent all this time invested in this thing. And it was just a dream. There was no substance to it. Love wakes up to itself in us. God wakes up to himself in us. And we, we are kind of the observers of this happening. Spirit God's spirit recognizes itself in us as the center of our life and living. God, another way to say it is, is God sees his original face in us. You know, the, the Bible says, no one can see the face of God and live. And, and I, it's not just referring to like, hey, if you see God's face physically, you're going to die because you can't handle that. It, it's more, it's deeper than that. What it means is that when we see God's face, the ego dies. Our, our separate identity dies. God sees his original face in us, and the ego just goes, oh, I guess I wasn't true, and it disappears. I mean, the ego is always going to be there in functions. We need it in everyday life, but we realize there's no truth to its identity as apart from God. This is a, a very true realization that happens in our spiritual life. Another thing that we can do to, to kind of wake up to truth is, is to desire our freedom more than just wanting to feel good. I mean, if the truth is told, there's a lot of spirituality that's just about feeling good. And hey, I'm not against feeling good. <laughs> In fact, I, I would say that if your spirituality doesn't, you know, make you feel joyful, and content and all of those positive things. I'm not sure you've touched the real thing. 
because who and what we are in God is a, is a deep bliss and joy and a reality that's to be celebrated. But there is a lot of spirituality today that's just aimed at feeling kind of good on the outside of our emotions and doesn't really touch the depth of who and what we are, which has to happen if we are really going to be converted and transformed by God. You know, because you see, if, if feeling good is, is the goal of spiritual awakening, rather than knowing the truth that liberates, then, then as soon as you feel better, you will lose interest and sabotage your own freedom. I mean, as soon as you feel good, you go, ah, oh, I got it, and, and you kind of don't press in anymore. But real truth, it, it's a liberating power. And you press through and into it with your whole inward parts so that everything is transformed. Everything is touched and changed and transformed by it. This isn't about just getting your quick fix of feeling good. We're, we're not just looking to feel good in our spiritual life. We're looking to be conformed to Christ, transformed into the new creation. This is a very, very deep and long process. And it requires a, a good measure of intellectual and heart honesty uh, in, a, in us with the truth for that to continue to transpire. It, you know, if, if the ego's desire to feel good is stronger than your need to actually see and enter into and experience the truth, then the ego will only distort your perceptions. And, and we don't want that. We don't want to sabotage our freedom just simply to feel good for a little while. In my experience, you know, a lot of people will say, hey, I want to know the truth. Ron, I, I want to know the truth. You know, they say that right up until they realize that the truth is going to rob them of their ego's tightly held tribal ideas, beliefs, defenses, dramas, and dreams. Because when you discover the truth, it kind of shatters all of that. You know, the ego loves to hold on to its little world of delusions. It loves to hold on to its tribal ideas, its beliefs, I'm right, nobody else is. Hold on to its defenses and its dramas and all of that. But, you know, when you come to the truth, man, it shatters everything that's phony and false and untrue in our lives. It just shatters it. And, and you'll never put the pieces back together again. So I often say to people, you know, who really want, you know, to experience, experience God and experience their own ontological reality, I often say, are you sure? Do you, do you really want to wake up? You know, sometimes when we're dreaming, the dream can be really pleasant. We, we don't want to wake up. It's kind of nice in the dream. But you and I both know there's no substance to a dream. It, it can't actually satisfy your life. And and one day, you, you one way or another, you'll wake up from it. And, and it's a kind of a rude awakening if you've invested so much in a dream that isn't real, and then you wake up one day to realize that wasn't true. And, and there is a little bit of this in, in our spiritual journey of, of man, you, you when you realize how much you've invested in the ego's false identities, 
and, and it falls away, you realize, man, what a waste of energy and, and time. The freedom of enlightenment means much more than, you know, kind of a lingering experience of happiness and peace. It, it means discovering a truth about yourself that turns your life upside down. Maybe I should say right side up <laughs> because the, the ego's world is upside down. But waking up to your truth, who you are in God, who Christ is in you, it means dissolving that solid ego that we've relied on for so long. For one who is sincere and ready, this awakening will be unimaginably liberating. But for that person still clinging to the ego's little version of a separate self, this will be an extremely challenging fork in the road. Do I really want the truth and shatter the, the you know, the comfort of my ego? Uh, so there is this need in our life of having some honesty about our relationship with truth. I happen to believe that when we do touch our ontological reality, when God shows us who we are in his son and the, the amount of love and, and kindness and grace and glory that God has in that in us, man, you'll gladly give up even the most illustrious dreams of the ego because when you taste the substance of God's reality, there is nothing that can compare to that. The good news is that what you really are, it just it won't go away, like ever. <laughs> your, your destiny, like everyone's, is, is to awaken. I always say to people that you're never going to escape awakening. It's just a matter of when you're going to do this. Are you consciously going to undertake this process in this life, which is what it's for? Or after you die, are you going to have to kind of go back to kindergarten in, in a more disciplined environment <laughs> for a very long time and learn what you should have learned in this life? Because you can't escape reality and truth. It's just always going to be there. And one day, you're going to have to face it. The good news is that there is a great reward for those who do that in this time in life. There's a great reward. And one day in, in a podcast down the road, I'll talk to you about the kingdom of God and its uh, current expression in the earth and then what it will be in a brand new heaven and earth. And there's a reward for those who take time in this life now to experience their reality and come to grips with that. And we'll talk about that another day. So the good news is that you're going to awaken one day or another. You, you can't get away from the truth of who you are. Now or, or later or much, much later, what you really are is going to surface and it's going to shed all your illusions to stand on an ontologically perfect platform with God. <laughs> and you're going to be in this kind of jaw-dropping, eye-popping, tongue-tied, heart-taken attention <laughs> of, wow, how beautiful is God and how beautiful I am in Him. And you're going to cry, you will, hot, happy tears of a healed heart, a liberated mind, 
a replenished soul and a boundless spirit, but these will be tears of happiness. One is ready for the truth only when they are willing to be completely and absolutely consumed. When they're willing to be fuel for the fire of God's radical internal love that includes us in its own eternal giving and giving and giving. It consumes you. For, for God's love is an all-consuming fire, the Bible says. It consumes our illusions. It communes our essential essences. And it consummates our very being. So these are three aspects of God's love in us. It consumes everything that isn't him. It communes or fellowships or puts into us all of our essential realities. And it consummates, meaning it brings to a wonderful conclusion our very being. This is what the nature of God's life in us does. And that's why we have to be ready for truth, because it has this all-inclusive quality to it. The aftermath of God's love enlightening us as to the truth of who we are in him is a radical freedom. And, and it's something that we all need to experience in our life. So today I'd like to leave you with these thoughts. Are you ready for the truth about your being? The only way, place you're going to learn that is giving your full attention to God and give your full attention to your inward being. There, those two voices, who God is and who he's made you to be in his son, those are the two authentic voices pointing you in the right direction of the reality of your being. And when you touch that, you will be forever captivated by such a marvelous and wonderful vision. And that, my brothers and sisters, is my prayer to you today as I pray. And let me do that in in closing on this podcast today. Lord, I pray for every listener today. I pray for them to come into a wonderful relationship with the truth of who you are in them. I pray that it would be a deep, passionate, honest, and authentic desire to know you and know themselves in you. My prayer today is that you would get past all the ego's drama and arguments and delusions and let them wake up to the reality of who you are. May you, Lord, wake up within them and help them experience that process. And I thank you for doing that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy that you were here with me today. I hope something has been shared that's been helpful to you. And I'll see you again on the next episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. May you be blessed today. And as always, take a deep, deep dive into your interiority and find God's loving face looking back at you there. God bless you. Thanks for joining me. Have a great day.